Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback podcast here on episode 13. Originally, this broadcast, this podcast was supposed to have occurred on Christmas morning. But um, as many of you know, we woke up Christmas morning here in Tennessee and around the world um, with a uh, with a bomb that exploded in downtown Nashville about 6.30 in the morning, um, Nashville time. And, um, and so with everything going on with Christmas and obviously with Nashville, uh, having experienced that, um, uh, you know, we just, uh, we had a lot of stuff going on around Christmas here. Um, Christmas went on for a couple of days around our place. Um, we had a part of the family here on Christmas day. And then we had the other part of the family here. Uh, we had, um, some of our family traveling on Christmas day. So we, uh, had Christmas, uh, on Saturday. Um, and so I, I've been somewhat glued to the news about Nashville and about, um, uh, what happened over there on Christmas day. So let's talk about it a little bit. Um, as we now know, um, they, um, a, a gentleman, who that's, that's just the best term I can give for him. But anyway, uh, an individual, um, and took an RV uh, over onto Second Avenue in downtown Nashville and um, parked it, and um, for about 15 minutes gave some broadcast warnings um, that a bomb was going to go off and for people to get away. Um, and you know that he um, and in 15 minutes or so um, it did go off. Um, Obviously, uh, the news has pretty has been pretty um, constant uh, since that happened, um, and um, still don't know the motive. Um, we do know that um, through the news that uh, he had moved um, the ownership. He quit claim deeded uh, his house to a lady in um, California uh, who has East Tennessee connections, uh, from what I understand. Uh, from a news source here in Knoxville called Backroom Knox. We we found out early and often that um, she um, attended the Knoxville Catholic High School. She then went on to be um, to be in the uh, business administration uh, at the University of Tennessee. Um, she uh, helped organize um, Volapalooza. Uh, she's done some other data type work um, and uh, worked with AC Entertainment. Uh, all this, according to Backroom Knox, out of Knoxville, Tennessee, another news source. Um, but she's been in California for a while. Uh, this individual, they say, has been in the information technology. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about uh, where he chose to park on Second uh, Avenue in Nashville uh, for his RV to explode, and that was beside the, an AT&T building uh, that deals with the infrastructure. Uh, a lot of a lot of things have been said about that. Um, you know, there's supposedly a forensic audit going on with the Dominion voting uh, system, particularly in the state of Georgia from AT&T. Uh, a lot of the communications across the state of Tennessee has has been um, had difficulty for a day or two, uh, particularly the um, particularly the um, um, a lot of the 911 systems um, 
were down. Uh, their communication was down to 911, uh, so they had to use landlines. Uh, all this at the same time that we had a white Christmas here in East Tennessee. And Sevier County uh, still has thousands of homes without electricity because of trees that have fallen because it was a wet snow. You know, we had had rain. We'd had rain pretty much all of Christmas Eve day. And then, I don't know, about 3 or 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve, uh, we began to get some snow even here in the valley in Knoxville. Um, and here at our house, uh, we had uh, three inches of snow by the time it all ended. Um, and um, I know up in Sevier County and some other areas around Knoxville, it was about um, anywhere from five to six inches in some places. Sevier County was um, was hit pretty hard. But back to uh, the issue, the issue is that AT&T obviously caused some trouble because obviously their building, you know, was pretty much, I mean, it wasn't leveled, but I mean, the front of the facade is off. Um, and so, it, you know, it hampered a lot of their stuff. And so, you know, there's some early speculation. One, one his father worked for AT&T. We, we, that has been reported. Um, and, uh, you know, people are beginning to speculate about, you know, was it because of the forensic audit that the Dominion voting systems in Georgia and Michigan that AT&T supposedly has, um, you know, was it uh, because he worked in uh, information technology that maybe, you know, his father working for AT&T and then him in information technology, was, was that a reason? You know, here's the problem. I don't know that we ever really know what any of the problems are. Do, do we really, you know, I mean, we know that Timothy McVeigh, when he blew up um, the Oklahoma City uh, Federal Building, you know, we know that he had some some major anti-government feelings um, and was upset with the government. Uh, do we know that about this guy? Not necessarily. Um, you know, I, I think, and we do know now because of yesterday, Natalie Allison, probably one of, probably the best um, reporter at the state capitol and, and probably the, the best reporter in Tennessee at this point. We don't have a whole lot of them. Um, unveiled yesterday, re revealed yesterday, she didn't unveil it, she revealed it uh, yesterday that um, this person's girlfriend and attorney, the attorney represented both the girlfriend and the individual, uh, had informed Metro Nashville Police back in August of 2019 that this guy was making bombs in his RV. Uh, Metro Nashville Police showed up. Um, they didn't have any reason to, um, he would not answer his door. Uh, they had no reason to um, to get in a, a search warrant uh, to look at his RV. Uh, his RV was parked behind um, a privacy fence. He had no trespassing signs. He had security systems on it. None of that warranted um, Nashville Police Department to do anything uh, to pursue it any further than just doing a a knock, uh, they call it a knock and talk, uh, where they knock on your door, you open the door, and then they talk to you. Well, guess what? He never opened the door, so they never talked to him. Um, and that really shed some light, I think, on this whole thing. Um, you know, uh, David Roush, a former uh, Knoxville Police Department chief who is now the director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, what we call the TBI in Knoxville or in, in Tennessee, um, it said on a press conference a day or so ago that 
but this guy was never on their radar. You know, they didn't have anything on this guy. But now we see that Metro Nashville Police Department, uh, at least, had, had had some reports about him. Uh, Metro Nashville Police turned that information on over to the FBI. The FBI went through their went through their um, data systems, didn't find anything on the on 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 the on the person. Uh, and, um, and then they also sent his information to the department of defense. The one thing that's lacking in all of this is when was the TBI ever involved? Um, and so, you know, those are some of the questions that, uh, often make me go, Hmm. But anyway, um, you know, will we ever really know what this person's motive was? We don't, um, I thought it was interesting that one of the news reports talked about how, you know, there was a recording, um, coming from the RV informing people that, you know, a bomb is going to go off in X number of minutes, uh, which, you know, the, the media said, you know, that's an indication he didn't want to hurt anybody. He just wanted to destroy property. Uh, a neighbor has come out since the bombing and said that, uh, the, the, the guy said, um, you know, a week before the bombing, uh, him and Nashville and the world would know him. Um, again, who knows? Here's, here, here's a couple things uh, that I'll leave you with. Um, one is, why did the Nashville Police Department and the FBI and the Department of Defense not pursue, uh, at least keeping an eye on the guy? Um, you know, that that's, that's the big thing. Also, the big thing is, well, he was able to take out the information systems uh for a, you know a day or two uh in in the fact that you know we had uh communication problems with people that had at&t here's the problem i have with that is why are governments sole sourcing one vendor um you know why his and i know what it is uh I, i'm i'm asking a question that i know the answer to and that's the fact that the government likes to, the state will get a contract with like AT&T uh, in this instance. And every in, every county in the state or every municipality in the state will contract with AT&T to get that price. And so AT&T prices it because they know they're going to get just about everybody. And then when something like this happens, we're shocked and confused that we we have a problem. Well, the problem is you, you're sole sourcing uh, your communication. And, um, and so I have an issue with that. I have an issue with, with governments relying on one entity, um, for everything, but, um, Hey, that's, that's something we can argue about later. Uh, obviously, um, uh, my, my, I love Nashville just as much as I love my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, have spent a lot of time over there over the years, have met a lot of great folks who are in in the entertainment business in Nashville. And my heart breaks for them. Um, before we get into the last remaining portion of this podcast uh, and go on to something a little bit better than talking about a bombing in Nashville, um, I want to talk about three uh, companies here in Knoxville that advertise on BrianHornback.com. Uh, that's been my 16-year uh, hobby, my my website. Um, uh, the mega bullhorn of truth. And, and the first one is Matlock tire service. Matlock tire service has five locations located in and around, um, East Tennessee. 
uh, started at their where uh, the family business started many years ago in Lenore City, Tennessee. They have a location in uh, Farragut, in Maryville, in Athens, Tennessee, and the new one in Hardin Valley, Tennessee, Hardin Valley community of Knox County. MatlockTireService.com. That's where you can find them for all their lo- for their five locations. And if you uh, want to call them, uh, you can call the Farragut location, 865-966-0425, Matlock Tire Service, for all your transportation needs. Interagency Insurance Company, based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, since 1966. They can write insurance in more than 35 states. Uh, Lou Moran III is running that business now that his father started many years ago. Uh, Interagency, I-N-T-E-R, um, with a hyphen, A. G-E-N-C-Y insurance.com. You can reach them in Knoxville at 865-637-4518. That's 865-637-4519. Ask for Lou Moran III. And then, of course, Just Homes Group. Uh, my friend Julia Hurley. Um, Just Homes Group is a division of Realty Executives uh, based out of Farragut, Tennessee. Uh, if you're looking to buy, sell, or you're just curious what your home value is, uh, and maybe you need to downsize, maybe you need to upsize, maybe, you know, I know uh, several people are getting married, uh, several people are starting to have children now, uh, and so it's time that you um, realize that you're in a small home and you need to get a bigger home, uh, call Julia Hurley at justhomesgroup.com. Her direct line number is 865-237-7325. That's 865 865- Two three seven seven three two five. Julia Hurley with the Just Homes Group. Now, appreciate those folks uh, being on BrianHornback.com. And if you too would like to be on BrianHornback.com, you can either send me an email at Brian at BrianHornback.com. Pretty easy. Brian with an I and Hornback with an A H O R N B A C K Hornback. Brian at BrianHornback.com. Um, and or my number is 865-607-1108. Uh, if you are interested in being on brianhornback.com and getting um, more traffic into your business, um, we would love to have you on brianhornback.com or here on the Brian Hornback podcast. The Brian Hornback podcast is on, we're on Apple podcast, we're on Spotify, we're on Google podcast, we're on Radio Public, we're on Pocket Cast, we're on Breaker, and of course where we um, hang out and where we produce these website, produce these podcasts is at Anchor FM. Anchor FM, I'm sure when you first uh, tuned in, you heard the uh, ad that I do for Anchor FM. Uh, so um, anyway, wherever you're listening to me at or on YouTube, wherever you're listening at, give me a review if you can, if, if it gives you the option for a review. And if you're on YouTube, uh, go and hit subscribe. If you're listening to me um, and you would go to YouTube um, and look me up uh, on YouTube, brianhornback.com, D-O-T-C-O-M.com, uh, and subscribe, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, allows us to uh, further advance this podcast and, um, and everything else that we post there on our YouTube page. Anyway... Let's talk about 2021. Let's talk about 2020. I mean, here we are. We're within about two days of being done with this year and moving on to 2021. Um, I'd love for you to uh, go to any of my socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
and uh, leave me a message about what you're thankful for in 2020. You know, there are some folks that I've met through social media that I actually got to meet in person in 2020. Uh, and um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the friends that I that I have, uh, for the continued readership, and now the listening, the listenership of the Brian Hornback podcast. Um, and I'm just um, thankful that this year hasn't been as bad as it could have been. Um, you know, um, we all could have wound up with COVID. We could wind up on a ventilator, and uh, so far, so good. Knock on wood. But, um, you know, 2020 hasn't been the worst year, I don't think. Uh, for some people, it has. I've got friends of mine who have lost um, parents um, and have lost family members, and uh, obviously that's devastating. But, um, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, we just got to continue in, until we get the vaccine going. And, and you know, I don't, I don't want to hear the... I know there's some anti-vaxxers out there. There's anti-mask people out there. You know, I mean, I, I'm not, like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm not here to debate that issue. Um, I mean, I understand it. I mean, I understand everybody's got positions, and I respect that. You know, I respect the First Amendment. I respect the right of you to have a position and, and you to believe that, that, that position and you to fight for that position. But at the end of the day, of all the things I argue about and, and fight for, that's just not one of them that I'm willing to argue and fight for. Um, you know, I, I've got brianhornback.com uh, face mask. If you want one, send me a message. I'll, I'll mail it to you. Um, you know, it's, um, it's just what it is. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to 2021. I, I hope at some point we can kind of get back to some normalcy. Um I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the stimulus package that, that the Senate uh, blocked. You know, President Trump came out and wanted $2,000 per person instead of 600 The House passed it. The Senate blocked it. And, uh, you know, I, I just got to wonder. I put out on Twitter, uh, did the Senate Republicans, you know, do they not want control of the Senate? I mean, here we have a Georgia U.S. Senate, two U.S. Senate races up in Georgia. Um on Tuesday, January the 5th, and the Republicans blocking um, the stimulus relief uh, directly to the American um, taxpayers, and, and they block it. I mean, you know, I thought, come on, guys. I mean, you know, I understand it's putting us deeper and deeper in debt, but at the same time, you know, there's lots of folks that need relief, and, um, and I would much rather have control of the U.S. Senate than, than to lose one of those U.S. Senate seats and have um, a 50-50 control or potentially lose both of those seats. And then the Democrats have control of the Congress, the presidency, and the U.S. Senate. I mean, come on, guys. Anyway, uh, went a little bit longer than normal on this one. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about Nashville for some time to come. I'm sure we'll be talking about um, the transition of power. Uh, we'll uh, obviously uh, hope to get in um, – episode 14 before the Georgia uh, Senate race uh, concludes next Tuesday. I'm truly, 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 truly pulling for Ke uh, Kelly Leffler. Um, I do want to see David Perdue win as well, but I really, really like Kelly Leffler. And as I've said on this podcast before, it's really not about party for me. It's about gridlock. As you've heard me say before, gridlock is golden. Why is it golden? Because when you have gridlock, it means that one party can't impose their will, whether I like it or not, on 
everybody. So um, I do like for one party to have control and the other party to have control of something else. So as long as the Democrats have the House, as long as the Democrats have the presidency, which it appears that's going to happen, um, Biden won. I'll say it. Biden won. Um you know, I'm not going to open up the issue of whether I believe there was fraud involved because I don't know. I don't have firsthand knowledge there was fraud, um, but we'll let that play out however that plays out. But it looks like so the Congress is in the Democrat corner. The presidency appears to be go- going to go with the Biden uh, in the pre- in the House. So we got the Republicans got to hold on to the U.S. Senate so that there's gridlock. But the kind of gridlock I don't like is gridlock where the Senate's going to turn the American people against the Republican party. And I think that's what uh, them blocking the $2,000 stimulus um, benefit uh, potentially did. So with that, we've gone a heck of a lot longer than normal 21 minutes in. And uh, with that, I will say goodbye. Uh, Check me out, brownhornback.com on the web and all my socials. And we'll talk to y'all real soon.